listening to Coast to Coast Latino. Here we are, brand new year, 2021, Coast to Coast Latino. My name is Adrian Perez. I am your host at Coast to Coast Latino. I want to welcome you back. We took a few weeks off and we made some changes. We bought some new equipment, uh, got some new software. And let me tell you folks, we are more than ready to tackle 2021. And uh, for those of you who are, are not familiar with uh, Coast to Coast Latino, let me share with you. Our focus will always be education, economic development, and political empowerment for the Latino community. We are brought to you by the Vida de Oro Foundation, a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to the arts and enhancing the community. We're also brought to you by U-Haul for your moving and storage needs be sure to contact U-Haul. And we're also brought to you by OIC Tax Services. OIC are experts in dealing with the IRS. If you find yourself in trouble with the IRS, please feel free to contact OIC at OIC.com. Uh, for those of you who want to write to us or write to the show and... Uh, and give us feedback or just simply uh, provide us any information, you can write to us at latino at coasttocoastlatino.com. That's latino at coasttocoastlatino.com. Uh, those of you who want to know more about Coast to Coast Latino, be sure to visit us on our website at coasttocoastlatino.com. Com. And by the way, every time I say coast to coast, I, I am referring to the number two, not to the word T-O, which is two. And for, of course, for your listening pleasure, we're available uh, through uh, a variety of listening options, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart Podcasts, Listening Notes, Audible, Amazon, Podbean, Google Podcasts, and of course, Podomatic. And uh, if you're on Facebook, you can find us on uh, SAC Latino Magazine, the Sacramento Community Roundtable, SAC Latino Business. You can also find it on my Facebook page, Adrian Perez. Uh, and uh, of course, we're on the uh, Coast to Coast Latino Facebook page. Uh, I mean... There's no reason why you shouldn't be listening to Coast to Coast Latino. And let me tell you why you should be listening to this. What we're doing is we're, we're, we're providing a lot of information that is of value to you, the listener. That, that information can be used for a variety of things, whether it's to expand your opportunities, to seek uh, potential options or solutions, uh, or just to get involved in the many, many issues that are facing the Latino community across the United States. And when, I, when we use the term Latino, because I know uh, folks out there would rather use a different term, uh, like Chicano, Mexican-American, Cuban, 
Cuban-American, Puerto Rican, etc. Uh, because there's too many titles. It's a lot easier for us to, to condense it down to a single uh, word, and that is Latino. And so when we're talking about Latinos, we're talking about everybody who is of, of uh, Spanish descent and, and indigenous descent, because it's, we're a combination of both. And uh, we're, of course, located throughout the entire United States. Today, we make up uh, 19% of the U.S.'s population. That's almost uh, one in five out of every American is Latino. And let me tell you folks, the impact that we're having economically is very significant. The impact that we're having uh, politically has been especially established and visible in this past election of November 3rd, 2020. Uh, in terms of education, in some school districts, we are up to 75% of all the children in those school districts. So education has become a very critical thing for, for us to cover because whatever we cover may or may not have an impact on your child. But with a pandemic and everything else going on, let me tell you, it is going to have an impact on your child. So uh, we're covering all this information. We, we invite you to listen to us. Uh, we're going to be coming to you on a more regular basis. In addition to that, we're expanding our overall uh, uh, programming uh, to be able to include uh, live feeds, uh, to be able to include recorded feeds, of course. And uh, we're going to have guests this year, uh, a number of different guests in different areas, covering everything from taxes, which, of course, is going to come up in April. And for those of you who received uh, some kind of COVID funds, you got to pay special attention because you may be impacted. Uh, and we're also going to be talking about uh, the uh, the health of Latinos across the U.S., not just about COVID, but also heart disease, diabetes, and those other uh, uh, illnesses that are found commonly found in the Latino community. So those are the many things that we're going to be covering this year, 2021. We're excited about 2021 primarily because we're looking at the potential of the pandemic uh, being minimized, uh, perhaps to the point where we are back on track the way we uh, used to do uh, activities outside. Uh, one of the largest events that the uh, Fida de Oro Foundation, which is one of our sponsors, uh, they hold annually, and it is they are it is their largest fundraising opportunity and that's the Sacramento Taco Festival and uh, we've had people from Ohio show up we've had people from Florida show up we had people uh, two years ago from Canada who came by uh, and it's going to be uh, it's it's being planned for October the 3rd which is a Sunday uh, of 2021 so uh we are, we are crossing our fingers and hoping that the pandemic is minimized so we can have these outdoor activities again. 
Coast to Coast Latino will be also hosting a number of, of events and activities throughout the year. And uh, we just ask you to stay tuned and listen in and find out what is going on. We have segmentized our uh, podcast to make it easier for you to follow. Uh, primarily because there are so many things happening that we too have to segmentize and 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 divide things up to better understand and better get a handle on the many activities and information that keep coming across our desk to be able to share it with you so you can use it for your personal growth your business growth uh, your educational growth your, for your child, for your family, etc. That's our goal. Those are our goals for 2021. Please raise your right hand and repeat after me. I, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., do solemnly swear. I, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., do solemnly swear. That I will faithfully execute that I will faithfully execute the office of President of the United States office of President of the United States and will to the best of my ability will to the best of my ability preserve, protect, and defend preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States the Constitution of the United States so help you God so help me God congratulations Mr. President And just like that, we begin a new era, a new chapter in the United States of America. Joe Biden has become our 46th president, and there will be changes, major changes coming on board. Donald Trump, as of 8 o'clock this morning, was absentee from uh, Washington, and uh, he moved to Florida. And let me tell you why this is important. On January the 6th, this is what Donald Trump did. The mob was fed lies. They were provoked by the president and other powerful people. And they tried to use fear and violence to stop a specific proceeding of the first branch of the federal government, which they did not like. But we pressed on. We stood together and said an angry mob would not get veto power over the rule of law in our nation, not even for one night. We certified the people's choice for their 46th president. Tomorrow, President-elect Biden and Vice President-elect Harris will be sworn in. We'll have a safe and successful inaugural right here on the West Front of the Capitol. That was Mitch McConnell, the uh, head of the Senate, currently the head of the Senate, up until the new Senate uh, takes uh, all seats. The Senate will be run by Democrats beginning uh, tomorrow. But uh, McConnell is still a very significant player in this. He is the, uh, at that time, he was the majority lead. Now he's the minority lead. But here's the thing is McConnell, what he's talking about is the attack that President Trump, the insurrection that President Trump directed against our government. His dissatisfaction regarding the election results pushed him and his enablers to continuously state that the election was stolen from him. 
So <clears throat> Trump invited the MAGA followers to come join him on January the 6th at the White House. They showed up in droves, thousands of them. Then he directed them to go and pretty much attack our nation's capital. And they showed up in thousands. They broke windows. They, uh, they, they hurt police. In fact, one police officer was killed because he was struck with a fire hydrant. They forced the Capitol Police to use lethal force. And as a result, one of the protesters was shot and killed. This was not a typical protest. This was, in fact, an insurrection, a seditious act by a group of people that was led by Donald Trump. As a result, guess what's going to happen? Even though Donald Trump is no longer in the seat at the White House, he will be invited back to Washington, D.C., because he's going to have to respond to the allegations of seditious acts by the president and leader of the most significant free world country, the United States of America. And he should be punished. And punishment 100 years ago was through firing squad. Today we're a little bit more civil than that. But that's unfortunate because, quite frankly, in the opinion of myself and many others, he should be tried and, uh, and some significant action should be taken against him for trying to become our nation's first dictator. Now, all the MAGA people are being arrested left and right. There's hundreds of them that are being arrested because many of them put their pictures on social media. They put video on social media. They use their first and last names. One lady even promoted her business. You know, Donald Trump had actually set us up for this um, even before the election. He was telling us that there was going to be fraud if he lost. He also said that uh, this election was not going to be decided that night, but rather it was going to be decided on election night, rather, uh, it was going to be decided uh, long after the election was over. Well, yeah, because in his mind, he was planning to battle and fight and do everything he could to overturn the election results. Uh, again, this is treasonous. This is treasonous. It is anti-democracy. And the whole world sat back in both astonishment as well as uh, excitement, because when you look at the countries that were especially excited of what was happening in our election, the, our democracy, that we've been pushing worldwide for, for you know, a couple of hundred years, they were excited to see this, like Russia, China, Venezuela, even Cuba. They were all excited to see that democracy was not working. And, uh, and our friends, our longtime friends, especially the European countries, were in shock. They could not believe that this was actually happening in Washington, D.C., where all these rioters had uh, essentially attacked our nation's capital. 
uh, and uh, we're trying to kill some of our legislators. I mean, what else do you want to believe when you have all these this this gigantic mob breaking windows, breaking doors, forcing their way in, and chanting "Hang Mike Pence." Well, that tells me that they were there with a purpose. Now, why would they want to say hang Mike Pence, considering he's uh, Donald Trump's vice president? Oh, that's because Donald Trump made it very clear that it was Mike Pence's fault that he had lost the election. You see, this president has never assumed responsibility for anything. There's always somebody else to blame. That's what egomaniacs do. That's what narcissists do. They're never to blame. There's always something else, someone else. Donald Trump is a narcissist. Donald Trump is an egomaniac. And when he decided to run for president of the United States back in 2015, he made it very clear when he made that statement, those statements about how foreigners were taking our jobs, how foreigners were impacting, having a negative impact on our economy, how foreigners uh, were out to get us and they were the biggest threat that the United States of America could face. Four years later, we find out that he and his entire MAGA movement are the most dangerous people that America can face. These are individuals who are following him to the T. And these are, these are intelligent people. Some of them have college degrees. Some of them are lawyers. Some of them are police officers, firefighters, real estate agents. These are the individuals that decided to follow the MAGA movement, went out, rioted at our capital, at our nation's capital, and tried to take legislators as hostages, tried to kill some of the legislators. It was horrifying, and it was a day that will always be remembered in the history of the United States. They're going to write about this experts are going to analyze it and write about it. And they're all going to point to one thing and one thing alone. The MAGA movement was Donald Trump's idea of, of, of creating insurrection to take over this country and be, and be seated as its dictator. But now with Joe Biden as president of the United States, things are going to change again. But they're going to change for the better. You see, the difference between Joe Biden and Donald Trump is Joe Biden is a seasoned politician. He is a seasoned public policymaker. And more importantly, he understands the dynamics of what it takes to manage and run a country. Donald Trump has never done anything like that. Donald Trump had never done anything like that. And if you look to see what Donald Trump has actually done, he's run business after business into the ground. That's why he's uh, avoiding uh, having to be prosecuted by the state of New York, because everybody in New York is asking him, how'd you manage to get all these incredible loans and yet ruin almost every single one of your businesses, including five casinos? How can you bankrupt a casino? 
you know, it's unbelievable what what this guy has done. Anyway, so Joe Biden is stepping in and saying, hey, you know what? We're going to unify the country. We're going to do things the right way. We're going to change strategies. We're going to plan. We're going to execute. We're going to make things happen. We're going to improve our economy. But to improve the economy, we have to tackle COVID-19, which is the pandemic that's destroying small businesses and Latino families in huge numbers. And the other thing he's saying is that we need to recognize that our families are all hurting across the U.S., especially the many that are unemployed. Over the last 40 weeks, we have averaged 900,000 unemployment claims per week for the last 40 weeks. That's huge. Donald Trump has left the economy in ruins. He has uh, left the largest number of people that are unemployed. And uh, more importantly, he also left 400,000, over 400,000 Americans to die from this terrible disease because of his inability to manage it, his inability to, to plan and execute a strong managerial approach at resolving a major, major problem. Donald Trump has never done anything like this. And so in the four years that he's been president, all he's done is treat the America that we love, that we know, treat it as one of his properties. That's why he created MAGA, because he knew he was going to be able to manipulate all these simple-minded individuals who are looking for excuses to harm the United States of America. He harnessed that energy. He took advantage of it. And on January the 6th, pretty much declared a major insurrection against the United States. Not only is that sedition, it is treasonous. And all the people that participated in that MAGA movement that day firmly believe that they were doing something on behalf of the United States of America, not realizing that what they were doing was not only against the law, but is also punishable by firing squad. Now, things have changed, no question about it. We don't do firing squads anymore. But the thing is, is that we had all these individuals involved. And again, these were smart people. And yet, they followed their leader. Now, it wasn't just President Trump. Understand his enablers were just as guilty and are just as guilty. And that includes Senator Josh Hawley, Senator Ted Cruz, and up to a certain extent, Senator uh, Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham. And the list goes on and on of, of people who enabled the president of the United States to, to keep pushing the envelope and lie to people. And his whole term, President Trump lied over 33,000 times to the American people. We finally got fed up with it. We finally said enough is enough. That's why he got voted out. He didn't, he didn't just lose 
this election. He got thrown out because people just got fed up with the lies, with a terrible economy, and with no jobs. And those things happen, folks, and that's the way politics should operate, where we, the American public, have the ability to fire our leaders when they don't follow the rule of law, when they lie to us, and more importantly, when they act against us as a country. And all these legislators that are still there, many of them are strong MAGA supporters. We need to get rid of them. We need to somehow censure them. There are There is pressure in Colorado, pressure in Seattle, pressure in, in Texas for some legislators to resign. Those are the MAGA supporters. And there's going to be even more pressure applied as time goes along because we're realizing that the whole MAGA movement is not going to disappear with the president, but rather it's going to hang around. And Republicans are also realizing that. Because for the first time, we are seeing major divisions in the Republican Party in many states, red states across the nation. We are seeing the Retrumplicans begin to take over some parts of different states, while the traditional Republicans are fighting them off and trying to get rid of them as well. The Republican Party is going to go through a major shift, a major change. Now, I don't think it's going to be unique to Republicans. I think the Democrats are also going to go through some changes as Joe Biden continues on his, uh, on his uh, presidential road. You see, there are extremists on both parties, and those extremists have shown up in large numbers in the Republican Party. During the Biden administration, I feel that the extremists in the Democratic Party are going to show up as well. And that may create some major division amongst the Democratic Party. But again, we as Americans have a right and an ability to make things better for all of us. And that's through our vote. So we did that by getting rid of Donald Trump. We can do it by getting rid of all these senators and enablers uh, uh, of Donald Trump's and now we may have to do the same thing with individuals in the Democratic Party as well. And we as Latinos, by the way, we're very distrusting of other Latinos. We would rather elect an individual that doesn't look like us than elect an individual who looks like us. And the only reason we do that is because of trust issues. And that's unfortunate because we need to trust ourselves. As our population continues to grow, we are assuming full responsibility for everything around us. Whether it's a school board, a city, the state, etc., we are assuming responsibility, which means that we need to elect our own and we need to start pushing an agenda that's of major benefit for Latinos across the United States. And it doesn't matter what you call yourself, by the way. It really doesn't. Uh, the thing is, is that if you have uh, part indigenous and, and part white blood in your system, odds are you're Latino. 
There's 19% of us in the United States and uh, in California, we're 40%. In Texas, we're 37%. It tells us that our numbers have grown dramatically and it tells us that we are assuming responsibility, which means we need to get ourselves elected as well. So we need to find candidates in both parties that are Latino so we can start getting them elected and they can start representing us and being our voices to be able to improve our lives, improve the education of our kids, and ensure a strong economic development uh, through business, business development and business growth. And I've shared with you before, our focus will always be education, economic development, and political empowerment. And those are the three keys to all of our ills, whether it's a, a lack of education, uh, health issues, uh, uh, lack of business growth, or for that matter, lack of business development. All that is on us. We need to make sure that we cover those bases and we get our people elected so they too can look out after us. The COVID funding is very crucial for the survival of our businesses. The COVID funding is very crucial for the survival of the families. We need to make sure that everybody gets their equal share in this pandemic. With the election of Senator Kamala Harris as Vice President of the United States, uh, we're seeing two things. We're seeing a significant historical change. First, she becomes uh, the first female to hold a position of Vice President. Uh, and secondly, she is the first female of color to hold the position of Vice President. So it's, uh, it's, it's historical, without a doubt. And, and pretty doggone exciting, but perhaps not as exciting as watching her get sworn in by Supreme Court Justice Sonia Sotomayor, the only Latina and the first Latina ever appointed to the U.S. Supreme Court. Joe Biden, by the way, is also making a number of uh, historical appointments uh, for education secretary. He has appointed Miguel Cardona, Miguel, by the way, comes from the East Coast. Uh, he is a an English learner, and so his perspective is extremely unique. Uh, we also have uh, Javier Becerra. Javier, by the way, uh, is currently the uh, the uh, uh, Attorney General for the state of California, and so he's been appointed to be the uh, Secretary for Department of uh, Health and Human Services. Uh, it's a very, very distinguished uh, capacity that he's going to be in. For Small Business Administration, Biden has uh, appointed Isabel Guzman. Isabel has many, many years of uh, marketing and business uh, development. Uh, she's a very sharp lady. Uh, some of us have heard her speak before. And let me tell you, she is very, very dynamic. Uh, and then for uh, for uh, Department of uh, Homeland Security, we have Alejandro Mayorkas, and Alejandro uh, comes with a with a very strong 
uh, and and significant uh, background in uh, in homeland security. Uh, he's probably going to be the one shaping our uh, immigration policies along the borders. So a lot of exciting things happening. Uh, until next week, we hope to uh, cover as much as possible. We want to thank you for joining us on this week's uh, edition of Coast to Coast Latino. My name is Adrian Perez. We are brought to you by the Vida de Oro Foundation, a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to the arts and enhancing the community. We're also brought to you by U-Haul for your moving and storage needs. Be sure to contact U-Haul and by OIC Tax Services. OIC are experts in dealing with the IRS. Be sure to contact OIC Tax Services at OIC.com. Again, this is Adrian Perez. Thank you so much for joining me this week. And until next week, stay safe, wear a mask, wash your hands, do social distancing, don't get together with large groups. And if you can't, get yourself vaccinated. Take care. Bye.